everybody this is subrat from the sparking entrepreneur so and today we have sonia stesler with us sonia is the ceo and founder of tip connecting a coaching and consulting practice specializing in developing the communication and leadership skills of senior level business professionals she works with her clients to craft their messages convey it with confidence and most importantly connect with their audience she is a certified professional coach conversational intelligence coach and a certified tiny habits coach with several decades worth of experience in management sales training education and coaching she is an active member of the international coach federation the national speakers association and the certified innovation coach community so without further delay let's welcome sonia sonia welcome to the show yes, thank you for having me sonia most welcome let's begin with like your journey how did you get started into this profession like what exactly inspired you to become a coach and how like what kind of problem that you have faced and how did you so tell us a little bit about your journey yes thank you for that question so i was in a sales role and i had been with an organization we started as a startup and i'd been with them as their top sales producer for 10 years and we were bought by a competitor it was kind of ugly because yeah. the corporate cultures were very different and at that point i had a friend that had introduced me to a coach i'd never heard of coaching so i thought you know i this person seemed to be the type of person that could help me navigate what my next career move should be or would be and so i interviewed her and we we hit it off and she was instrumental in helping me figure out what my next career move would be and in the back of my mind I thought you know at some point in my life I think I'd like to be a coach I didn't have a time frame but she left such an impact with me that I thought I would like to pursue this at some point in time I didn't realize that 6 years later I would be on my route to actually becoming a coach so That was my inspiration just the impact that coaching had on my life and my career inspired me to want to do the same for others. Wonderful. And how it's going on now? I've been a coach since 2011, so over a decade, and I started my background is in healthcare, so I started as a health coach, but that really wasn't filling my bucket, so I decided that I would I really needed to to take a look and I've had several coaches since that first coach. I think the sec- the first coach was really the most impactful. However, I've had coaches along the way and so I'd periodically h- hire coaches to help me a launch my business, really discern what my niche would be and through the help of those coaches really looked at my prior history, my prior experience and realizing that communication was the foundation for everything that I did and I had this aha moment that yeah. there's no communication coaches where in my area and that's where or how I would launch I would niche in communications and it's been a wonderful ride ever since because there is a significant need for the ability to present well to be able to navigate difficult conversations especially when I work with people who are not from the US sometimes in a corporate environment they don't quite get small talk but we speak Americans do so there's a lot of cultural communication because can people in the US have a different communication style than people from yeah. other parts of the world and there's also a gender difference women communicate differently than men 
So there's lots of areas under the umbrella of communication that I coach my clients on. And like, especially who do you sort of earn? How are you helping them? So my main target are the mid to senior level professional in a business, in, a, in an organization. Now I do have some clients that I have coached from on an entrepreneur level. I decided that this was the, the corporate business professional. It doesn't matter really the industry because I coach mm. mid-level managers on in a lot of different industries. The biggest challenge that I find that they come to the table with is in presentation skills, especially presenting to the executive audience, because that's a very unique audience. They have a different set of needs right. than a general audience. And the rules for that particular audience are there's not much written about, or there's not much education around how to deliver to the C-suite or senior executives. And the other piece too is around the difficult conversations. Like Dr. had a client this morning that has a poor performer on her team and how to navigate that conversation so that the person she's trying to, her direct, direct report improves performance, but also doesn't become disengaged with their work through this conversation. Because we all know that people don't leave organizations, they leave because of their manager. Correct. Culture. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So basically it depends like clients to clients, right? Absolutely. Yes. A vast majority of my work is around presentation skills. And, you know, in the course of the coaching engagement, there are other challenges that my clients will bring up and we'll work with whatever. It's really the client brings, it's their agenda, not mine. Correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So like what types of coaching options like that do you have? Is it like you are mostly on one-on-one -on -one coaching or you have... Uh, group coaching, any kind of program. So if anybody wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? So I coach individuals and I've just been through a team coaching certification. So I really enjoy working with teams as well because most people work in teams these days. Yeah. And most of the dysfunction in a team is really the foundational component is a conflict. And those difficult conversations, how do you work through conflict with another team member? So mostly you're yes. into one-on-one, -on -one, right? Mostly, majority. But I, I am doing some team coaching work as well. So team coaching, like you do mostly like in organization? Yes, yes. I decided early on that organizations was really what, where I wanted to, mm. where I wanted to market my business. Got it. Wonderful, wonderful. That's awesome. So since you've got tons of experience in this industry, what do you think that, what are the most important qualities that a successful repurchase? So I think the, the challenges are actually marketing your business. However, I think successful coaches identify where their strengths are and they have a passion for where they, how they can solve or help their clients move forward. The hardest part really, I think, is getting started is really defining your niche because my initial niche was, you know, it wasn't really the best fit for me. And that took a lot of reflection and a lot of work on my part to figure out where are my strengths? Where can I make the greatest impact? Where can I help the majority of people? What problems do I, can I solve? Can I help them solve? And so that took some time. I think another really critical skill, and I learned this the hard way, is listening. Most people don't know that I do improv 
and I did improv. I've been doing improv for about eight years, and most people think of improv as comedy. However, there are skills that are aligned with improv that also transfer to coaching. And I was getting called out by my instructor with improv that I wasn't listening. And I took a front to that because as a coach, I'm a trained coach. Yes, I know how to listen. And then I had to rethink, am I really listening? Because it's human nature to already have your line ready or your response ready before the person to whom you're speaking has finished. Yeah. And so that made me take a step back and really think about and really hone in. Am I really listening? Yeah. Like sometimes we are more eager to give some advice or we are more eager to prepare our answers. Like as a coach, you might be faced like a lot of clients and they, where you see that several things are coming out. You might be saying, oh, okay, you need to do this. Or, okay, so this is my question, next question, right? So in that way, like the constant word, but uh, yeah, like as a successful coach, always understand the clients and always understand like what's behind going on. That is the... Uh, yes, and what that also does is is enables you to go beneath the surface because in my experience the first issue that the clients bring brings up brings to the table is oftentimes not the real issue you have to dive deeper get below the surface and discover what the real issue is because the initial presenting is not usually the challenge that needs the work Correct. And sometimes they are also not like, you know, sure that like what kind of things that they are looking for. So oh. when you are just having a conversation, they just use their mind and they will get a clarity like, yes, this is the things that I am looking for. So like sometimes the goal was not like that level of clarified. So yeah, that is the things. Absolutely. The clarification on what is the real issue that it's resolving. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some like coaching processes like that you mostly have in your coaching practice. Let's see, like I'll be a person and I'm just struggling with, you know, communications. And if I talk about my corporate things, then <laughs> corporate job, like I always feel that it's a bad environment. Uh, nobody is listening to me, you know, like this kind of problem, like mostly I face. And I just come to you. Now you tell me, like, how do you approach what? So uh, we start with the, a discovery. So give me some, so tell me about the challenge. You know, what is the context? Who are you communicating to? You know, what is the message you want them to receive? And, you know, tell me a little bit about your communication process because I'm not going to be able to really help unless I fully understand the challenge. And as we know with communication, there could be lots of challenges. It could be managing up. It could be conflict. It could be, so, yes, I'll ask a lot of questions based on what you give me so that I get a really full and complete picture with a lot of context. And then we'll start with some baby steps, very, very, very small steps, because I think sometimes there is a perception that, oh, you're going to be able to fix it overnight. Not, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Or maybe the goal is way too big. And uh, I had a coaching session earlier today with a client who's a manager and she needed to have a performance conversation. And, you know, by asking her to really be empathetic about how her direct report was feeling about the situation from her perspective, asking questions so that she could better understand her direct report's perception of the situation. 
that was going on because, and my client was actually procrastinating, putting off this conversation. A, these conversations are difficult and we tend to procrastinate and put them off because they are difficult. So by subtly role-playing the situation with her, she eventually saw what I was doing. She didn't get it at first, but I was role-playing. And then when she got it, I said, okay, now take what we've done and work with your direct report in the same manner that I have worked with you. That made it easy. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in experiential learning. So sometimes people need to go through an experience and then that aha moment occurs. Yeah. That is 100% true. Yeah. That's awesome. That's interesting. That's and like doing the things like in different manner because most of the people, they are just repeating the same pattern over and over and over and again, right? So yeah, like sometimes you need to think about some creative way to work with your client and that always establish a bigger like bigger respective prospective towards your client like so that they can also tell other people or they can like it always help you to stand out in the market yes and i think my improv training has helped me with this because i'm really when i got called out for not listening that made me think i didn't realize i wasn't listening you know we think we're good listeners and really not so that kind of honed my ability there. And to be very mindful of people's, if you can see them, if you're doing, say, a, a, a virtual call, their nonverbal communication, changes in their tone of voice, all of that counts in the ability to say yes and. Yes doesn't mean agreement. It means acknowledgement. I've heard you. Yeah. And let's build on top of this. Wonderful. Awesome. So since you are helping like a lot of people and... Like, where do you get the energy to each um, to wake up each and every day, stay motivated and continue to grow as a coach? I love that question because I'm a lifelong learner. I think every day there's something new to learn. And sometimes I learn just as much from my clients and my coaches as perhaps they're getting from me. So I think it's a mutual type of learning. They may not see that, but sometimes they, they give me information that, oh, I would have never thought of that, or to see them grow. I To me, to me that's the beautiful thing. You, you see them at the very beginning, they're like little caterpillars, and you know, by the end of the coaching agreement or coaching time, to see them turn into butterflies is how I sometimes describe this. Sometimes, you know, we don't want to get stuck in that messy middle, but to see them evolve over time I just love that. I think that's a, that's a very yeah. cool. Correct. As a coach, it is a really beautiful feeling that when you see that your clients is getting result or they are doing the things that they wanted to do. And it always gives you that level of kicks to do more and more in your life, to help more and more people. So as a coach, it is a really important thing. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I had another client this morning that she had uh, created a vision board at the beginning of the year. And she took it out this morning because she had a particularly rough week. And she said, I have accomplished everything on this vision board except for one thing. And to see her just being with pride that she had accomplished everything that she had set out to. And we're not at the end of the year yet. So we still have several months that she had felt so good about herself that she had accomplished so much. It was just joyous, satisfied and fulfilled yeah. she was. Yes. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, it, it, it's really a nice thing, like to experience that when you know that 
you know, like when your clients accomplished all the things that they have on the vision board. Because when we when we start first creating our vision board, some we have a little bit confused or we have a little bit doubt like whether I'm going to achieve these things or not. Yeah. You know, no matter how hard that you are telling yourself or you are you're turning your subconscious mind, yes, I can do it, I have confidence. No matter what, like sometimes, some corner, uh, you will feel that, you know, you'll have a little bit of doubt yourself that because all we are humans and that's why our mind works. So you have that level of things that whether I'm going to achieve it or not. So and when you after complete all the things, when you see that I have achieved like 50% or maybe 60% or maybe 70%, that's a huge. I can achieve big and bigger things in my life. And that always gives you that level of confidence to move forward. Absolutely. I call that the success momentum because if we can, sometimes the goal might be really, really big. Um, it's intimidating. But if we can break it into smaller components and start accomplishing small things at a, you know, one thing at a time, you can't do everything yeah. all at once. But if you start setting yourself up for small wins over time, you'll eventually get to that big win when you look back and say, wow, look where I was and now look where I am. Yeah. You know, that's huge. That's huge. Correct. Absolutely. And you will also get like some sense of achievement. And the truth is that when you see the result, we put much like work into that. So that is the reality. Yeah, absolutely. When you start making those small wins, it actually propels you to keep going forward. Yeah, provides that fuel, that impetus to to keep going. You know, even though sometimes you might get a little stuck, but if you can just remember, okay, I had success with this, this, and this, and this, I can get through this as well over time, if you're consistent and persistent, then it, you end up really achieving something great. I heard a really, really great story this morning. One of my favorite writers, Todd Henry, wrote about a bamboo plant. Sometimes it takes about three years for a bamboo plant to actually get established and start growing. And about after that three-year mark, that bamboo plant can grow as much as three feet in a year. Like Yeah, like sometimes it takes more than five years, but up to the five years, in five months, they will be like 20 feet, 30 feet because they have like their root, like strong root. So they are just building that part. Yeah. And it applies. And as we humans, it applies with all of our life things. Right. And I thought, what? I'm going to use that analogy. And I did use it this morning because you have to set the foundation and by making that analogy, sometimes, you know, you're, you're sometimes you're, you're working and you're persistent and you don't see the results. But if you can continue with that persistence, one day, all of a sudden, boom, things take off. It takes one day to change your things or change your time. But in the background, if you see, it takes years and years of experience, years and years of hard work. Mm-hmm. So the result yeah. always come in one day. But the hard work, like smart work is also... And like the knowledge, experience and all these things, like you have to put that things work. And yeah, it should be in that way so that we value the result that you are getting in our life. Mm-hmm. If you are not things, then it does not make any kind of sense. So that's it. Right. And I think sometimes you have to continue to, you have to, and that's why vision boards, I think, are so important that you, it keeps a reminder of where you're going. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Each and every day will have. Yes, yes. And just know that it's the small steps that accumulate over time that will get you that big end result that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. 100%.
So let's talk about some misconceptions that revolving around coaching industry. So what are some common misconceptions that you have noticed till your entire career till now? That success happens overnight. It doesn't. I think that people when they when they hire a coach, especially if they've never had a coach before, they expect changes to occur immediately. And granted, sometimes that happens. However, I think the other part of coaching that some, especially people who have never experienced coaching before, the beauty is in not necessarily in the session, but it's what they do in between the sessions that they have to put in the work as well. Yeah. That I don't do, one of my instructors when I was going through my coaching program, this was over a decade, told us, never work harder than your clients. So a client that's, that's not putting in yeah. the work. No, I have to ask the question. So what's getting in the way? Because I'm not, I can't do the work for you. I, it's up to each client to do their own work towards whatever they're trying to achieve. So I'm the guide on the side, not the stage on the stage. I can't, you know, sometimes you have to be a little bit directive, but for the most part, you're there to be support, to guide, and the client really needs to do the work. So yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah, the other ones that the ones that are achieving are the ones that are putting in the work and taking everything that they have consumed during our session and then experimenting and iterating and experimenting and finding what what's workable for them. And then they kind of hit a groove and they continue to 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 move themselves forward. It's a beautiful thing when they recognize that they have to do the work. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes like being directed is also important because we are here to, it's not about like we are here to just do the enjoyment, just talk about having conversations and end of the day you are not doing it. In that way, you are also wasting your time and it, it will not take you like anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's why the action step, it doesn't have to be really big, yeah. but sometimes a, a really small action step, what do they feel capable of doing? What can they commit to doing? And there's a big difference too about, yeah, I should do this, which essentially that's a red flag for me when I hear a client tell me about a, something they should be doing. Well, the question becomes then, what do you want to do? And sometimes that's in conflict of what they feel is something that's imposed on them versus something that they really desire and they want to do. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Sonia, I do not want to end this conversation, but we are limited by time. So we have only two minutes left. Tell us what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch. Yes, thank you for that question. I can, they can find me at soniastetzler.com. And I think you'll have my name probably in the show notes. I am on LinkedIn. That really is the only social media that I use. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on talk. I just find that LinkedIn is my playground to focus on one and do a good job with one. And if they want to reach out, I'm at Sonia at SoniaStatus.com on email. Then I thank you for the opportunity. Wonderful. Guys, to make sure you follow Sonia, wonderful person, great personality with great journey and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Sonia, for being on the show and it was an honor to visit you. Thank you for inviting me and having me on your program. Thanks again. Thanks again, Sonia. So that's it. I am your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Bye.